You are now entering the Student Media Network. So beefy. What I'm really pissed about is parking. I'm so sick of Minneapolis parking where these freaking meter things are oh. so far away. No matter. <laughs> every time I find an open spot that I think is great, Fuck, I see why I gotta walk open. 40 feet in the opposite direction to pay for my parking. And then I forget the freaking number, so I gotta go back and remember. <laughs> You, well, so you, two, you, two, you know the app is coming, right? They, yeah, they announced know, it. But, but Jesus Christ, why didn't they come out that in the beginning? Right? <laughs> right? You know technology is always behind what the people want. It's always slow. And speaking of technology, welcome to the Stude Media Podcast. Episode number 39, Iceman is Cranky. Cranky Ice. Yeah. They're shaved. Yeah. That was a mistake. Did you really? What do you mean? You lose your power? You're kind of like Samson? It is. It's, yeah. it's like a whole different thing. Cut your hair, shave. You're freaking age app. That's why yeah. I ended up, you know, showing me as I was like 69. Or uh, that wasn't, my, that was, hey, blame Microsoft, man. That had no, nothing to do no, with me. No, I think you put something in there. I didn't do anything. That was that. a straight up, I just put that photo in. And uh, yeah, blame Microsoft's yeah. age app. I mean, I'm 64. I mean, come on, right. get it right. I know, right? Like they age you a, an extra year. And those years, once you pass 50, this was pretty close. Well, they you count for every one. You can do, you know. Yeah, that's true. You do another wedding, did I tell you? Are you really? Yeah. Week what? from Saturday. Well, good for you. Congratulations. Where's it's a that straight one? wedding. It's my first straight Your wedding. Your first straight. Oh my God! How are you going to handle it? I don't have to rewrite the vows, I guess. I can't say the same things. As do you, I do, do you have to act differently, or I mean, I do. I can't wear my rainbow shawl thing. Yeah, that probably stole. wouldn't make sense. That's a whole different world. Unless they were okay excited. with it. I mean, I guess yeah, no big yeah. deal. They're an older couple, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Is this, the, is this their first wedding? I, no, I'm not assuming. Yeah. Okay. So it'll be quaint, but it'll be fun still. It's uh, I'm very honored to do these things. It's, uh, well, that's great. It's kind of fun, yeah. I'm excited for you. That'll be a good time. Open up the big book again. Yeah. You know, the the, the bar's going to be open, that's for sure. Amen. They ain't yeah, got enough fun. time, you know, to yeah. be wasting. So this week was cool. Yeah, um, this is really this, cool. this is kind of what this whole podcast is all about. It's, yeah. it's about talking to people in the media. And here's a guy who appreciates the local media and then archives it and puts it online for people to see. And he's he's his uh, Tom Osborne from Twin Cities Media Now, who basically finds old versions of newscasts mm-hmm. and news stories uh, from Minneapolis, and he puts them online on his website, TwinCitiesMediaNow.com, and he has a podcast, and he has a, a radio show radio all show about it, works, yeah. and he interviews all these people from... 40, 50 years in the past. It's like a throwback Thursday every day. It really is. Yeah, yeah. it's a TBT. Yeah. Absolutely. It's so cool. And it, and what's great is just to get a snippet or a taste of life back in those days. Right. I mean, you know? And to see a bad. guy so young, like right in the middle of it and just so. I don't know how he does it. He's, uh, it's a lot of time. He's got a full-time job and it has nothing to do with this. No. But then he runs this website. He logs all of these old tapes, yeah. be it quarter inch, BBC, VHS, Betamax. He, he goes through it. He says he even gets film, but he doesn't have the, the way to do that, right. so he sends that out. Uh, really interesting stuff, and, uh, you know, I mean, that's passion right there. Yeah, I mean, that's that's straight passion right there, what he what, what he talked about today. So, <laughs> he's passionate. Yes, he is. Your head, is, your head is somewhere else. No, it, no, it's Still here. bitching so about just, parking. I get uh, it. No, 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 it's no, cool. No. Hey, uh, you're listening to the Student Media Podcast. We thank you for listening. Yeah. We're almost to our 40th episode, which for us, you know, I mean, once a week or whenever we can get to it, this uh, this has actually been pretty successful for us. We've had great guests on, too, We've especially with Tom really, Osborne, too. Absolutely. We've had some Very really good guests. Yeah. Um, great guy. I'm really glad we had him on today. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you share us uh, or, or like our page, please. Student yeah, Media at thing. Facebook. Student Media on Twitter. Uh, we are on the iTunes. Go to iTunes and just search Stude Media. Look for the big pot with yes. <laughs> with with the S and the we M on it. That says Stude. Yeah, look for the big pot. And, uh, and, you know, give us a like. Give us a listen. And please share us with a friend. Share us with one friend this week, and that's one extra listener for us. They'll tell someone. Right? That was correct. Someone. I yes. like that. that and, yeah. that, and so on. And you and may so win a prize. We, we are we, we going to start giving away prizes? We have to, I think. <laughs> My mom's getting upset. I say like, we no. give away somebody being a guest. Let's let them come on the show and kind of run the show, and we'll be their guest. They can interview us. How about that? Cool. Yeah. 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 I don't know if we know anybody that knows how to do that. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> until we figure out what prize we're going to give away, please enjoy episode number 39.
so you're a radio guy. We don't need to tell you. Just eat, eat the mic, make it sound right. Your, your headphone is um, level four, so you can adjust that if you'd like. Um, Do you want any coffee or anything? Yeah, if you need anything. Some water's fine. We know the people here, so. Yeah, we know, we know people. <laughs> I actually have not been here. This is really cool. Yeah, this is. We've been here what four or five times. Four or five times. Yeah. We've done a couple of shows here. They. I've actually shot a. They hang our, hung artwork right there for us. Yeah, just okay. for us. Crooked okay. too. Great. Well, yeah. just like us. Just like us. Uh, yeah, they uh, largest diner in in Minneapolis. Okay. is what they're claiming. Uh, they're open twenty four hours a day. Which is nice because you can't find anywhere to eat in Minneapolis after right. ten o'clock. Oh, yes, right. everything. Yeah. Sh- well, right. it's, yeah. it's like St. Paul shuts down at eight. Minneapolis is at ten. Right. Um, so yeah, and so the they, world is open. They've got well, they are Jesus. well until they, they, they don't close, have much food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they they're, popcorn. they're Sorry, talking about doing a rooftop thing here. Oh, so cool. I mean, that's that's future plans. They even have a downstairs that they want to do like a speakeasy type of thing. But we're we're recording today from the Nicollet Diner. Yes, Fifteenth and Nicollet in Minneapolis. You got to try their food too. We've we've eaten here several times. Yeah, and it's just greasy uh, spoon. Have, I mean, it's have, no, 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 standard no, no, fare. No, 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 no. That's that's Quite the, the style. It's not it's not derogatory. No, 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 I know, but they have actually <laughs> like all protein meals and stuff, mm-hmm. and they have different kind of, you know, to cater to, you know. There's many of us who, who who appreciate a greasy diet. No, no, yeah, yeah, I, oh yeah, I mean, absolutely. You got to clean out your system every once in a while. Our right. day job attests for that. Yeah, right. <laughs> greasy diets and and gas station food. I think when that, you oh. get it, you know, right, and lately too. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, do me a favor, introduce yourself for for our listeners. <laughs> uh, well, Tom Osmond and I run tcmedianow.com, which is a collection of film and video, any kind of media and cultural artifact from the Twin Cities dating back 60, 70 years. What, it's just, it's an, it's, yeah. a, it's an idea that I know that you probably had years ago and just kind of ran with it. Where are you getting all this stuff? If I gave those secrets away. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I might get competition. Okay. Well, well, we um, got that one out of the way then. No, you're no, a young guy. How did you come up with this? And what, what got into your brain and said that? I mean, it's really, really cool. But when we met you, it's like, oh, my God. You know? No, well, it's um, I'm not as young as I might look today. Um, I just <laughs> I did get eight hours of sleep last night knowing this interview is happening today. No, um, <laughs> it started, you know, I had a lot of recorded tapes. And this just came from having a VCR in the 80s when fewer people did. And, of course, everyone did kind of late 80s. Um, but I started putting the tapes up on YouTube. When YouTube came, I think I wish I had invented YouTube because basically I'm doing oh, YouTube for Twin Cities, and I wish I had invented this um, 10 years ago. Nonetheless, um, that took some traction. So then I decided to do my own website just based on Twin Cities Media, and that has exploded since then. So now every room in my house has tapes. Did you have an interest as a Absolutely. kid? I mean, did you tape newscasts? Oh, yeah. and- These were all, not intentionally then. I wish I had. Um, would have made the site actually a lot easier to do because um, I hunted search for those. Uh, no, I, I taped a lot of programming, and then oftentimes the programming bled into the news. Of course. And that's where that started. Or if there was a special event, I taped the news. And then what was it? It was just like, wow, that that opening for, for you know, whatever station is. Well, I didn't think so at the time. And then, uh, you know, 20 years later, then I think then I think that's pretty exciting. Um, it, it started with putting on old commercials on YouTube yeah. and putting those at, you'd have a party, have, have this video playing in the background, and then that... You know, different different people get different things out of the website. Some people get it out of it out of actual news, culture, content, which is what I hope people get out of. And when I, um, you know, sell myself uh, out to other people, that's what I use. Other people really just want to see the fashion and the commercials and the comedy part of it, which is also fine too. Absolutely, I I honestly thought I didn't think it was a person as young as you are running it. I honestly I thought it was Don Shelby mm-hmm. yeah. who just had all these. All these tapes and because t- I feel like he'd yeah. be a guy who would have had a stack of VCRs I, at home. I hope he does because I've been trying to get Don's tapes for a long time. So if Don's <laughs> listening, um, hopefully he'll get in touch with me. Don was our very first guest on this podcast, and he uh, he probably has. He's tough to get a hold of. A hidden vault, and he is. He is. He He's really so is. busy. He's more busy now than we. That's what he says. And yeah. I think you know I talked to him um, a while back, and he said, "Well, I'll get back to you." And I think that he might think. Talked to me five months ago when it was really about five years yeah, ago. So I'm right. hoping that until uh, till the Don archive comes, I hopefully Don will work with me versus work with another museum because um, I don't get too worried about the question I get a lot of times is, "Aren't you worried about that CR word?" And I said, uh, "Well, well, yeah. not not Hate really, that word. not really, because um, there's a station down the block here who did a story on me a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and they played a lot of the video that I have on my website. And I, I, I figure if a corporate station is willing to put video of mine yeah. on their on their station, I'm not too worried about it. It's a fair use uh, yeah. copyright. I'm, say, I'm not yeah. making profit off it. This is a a donor funded 
operation. It used to be just me, me, myself, but I did realize a few years ago that I was spending way too much money on the site, and it was becoming too much for me. So actually, I do I did incorporate a 501c3. Tonight, my event at the News at Newsapalooza 2 is part to raise money to be able to continue to do even more than what I'm doing now. Explain Newsapalooza for, for people that don't know. Well, I'm not sure if, well, Newsapalooza is pretty much my website. I selected a half-hour clips, and then we bring on um, some media panelists that have either worked in news, still work in news, work in media, work in radio, and really let them discuss the state of media, either now, past, future. It's really open dialogue. And it's, uh, right now, people can reach others through email, Facebook. But this is actually a chance where you can see them on stage. <laughs> um, they can react to the clips we play. Uh, last year, I did a kind of an overview of Twin Cities Media. This year, I'm doing more personal video stories. Uh, I have a video on the Northwest Bank fire from 82. Mm-hmm. I have video from uh, a couple of blizzards and superstorms that sure. happened. I have a great video of Caroline Lowe getting tased. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, that is well, a great video. I've seen that. Video. Have you seen that? <laughs> yeah. No, I haven't seen that. The one. audio in the video is what makes it. I think was were, were there other people along with Caroline yes. getting tased? Yes. Joe Bergloves in that video too. Oh, so okay. is Tom. Tom. Yeah, okay, that was the yeah, one. Okay, that one's a fantastic Tom, yeah. video. So um, tonight, yeah. chance to be able to see these video clips. Uh, it's I, there's a few things which I won't put on the website, which I will air on a public forum because I you can't afford that unless someone has a phone camera. And then if they do that, we'll more part to them. Uh, so we'll play some <laughs> video um, during the show, and then we'll have a media discussion. Hopefully people will come with deep pockets and uh, provide some resources so we can continue to do what we do. What would you like to see it become? How big? Well, what I want to see it to do is I want to be an all continue to be a free database mm-hmm. for all Twin Cities media and right. cultural history. Uh, the History Center, who are good people there, they, they, they have a large archive, which they have not made available to the public. It's very, very expensive. Um, I've kind of gone the back door route where I've gotten videos outside of maybe a officially donated uh, collection, which Hubbard gave to the History Center, but I've estate sales, garage sales, and people's back, you know, garages I've taken videos from. Um, I want to mention there's a great collection that uh, Nancy Nelson um, and Bill Carlson, well, the late Bill Carlson, I have their collection right now. It's massive. And um, I was going, I've been going through film the last few weeks. And if you check the site regularly, you'll see a lot of the, the updates have been from Bill Carlson. Well, it's, that's what I have right now. Mm-hmm. And there's film from the 60s to the 2000s wow. that I'm going through. Interviews of people that either came to town or they did press junkets, newscasts. There's there's film that are la- it's labeled. I have no idea what's on it. And that's the part that gets really expensive. Let's hope you don't find a special film of Bill and Nancy, because yeah. I think that one probably <laughs> no. should be given back to them. Do you consider yourself like like a curator? I mean, what kind of responsibility do you have? I mean, you're you're taking your own personal time and going mm-hmm. through all this footage and everything, but you're also you're, you're protecting it and you're you're well, you're protecting it. I mean, you're you're holding on to it and sharing it with the public. So often, I get material that was probably one step away from a dumpster because mm-hmm. they think that this stuff can't be played anymore or it's useless, um, which it shouldn't pain me as much as it does, but it does. And so, in a sense, yes. And I, I do sell TC Media now as an online museum. Um, the, there's a, the Pally Center in New York and Los Angeles are great places. You can go in there, take a headphone, and watch three TV shows. Well, I think that in the digital age, you can do that at home. And you don't need to charge someone $5 to do it. And I, you know, obviously, I can't charge. One thing I don't want to get into is charging a paywall to watch material. I don't mm-hmm. know if it actually would work. But And formerly free material at that. I mean, Correct. Correct. Well, I mean, anything was well, free at one yeah. point. Anything yeah. was free at one point. Right, right. And, you know, I, I'm I'm even suspect to think that everything the Pally Center has, they've actually gone through all the rights and mm. the legal stuff. And here's what I'm doing: I've asked to be taken. Ta- I've asked one video in five years to be taken down, and it was by oh, someone yeah. current here in town. And it was because he was af- afraid that the remark he made on air would um, on this video would get to his bosses, and that was a oh. very valid concern. Sure. I didn't think it was anything that would have would have been challenged, but what do I know? It's not my livelihood, so I took that video down. No, I've never been asked by any of the stations in town to take anything down. In fact, when I watch TV news, I see oftentimes, I know when, when Rod Grams passed away a couple of years ago, all three stations were pulling video from my website. They weren't doing an actual research um, project. Oh, they sure. were just pulling video from TC Media now, which is fine because I take yeah. them down. Well, and then it also increases your viewership and stuff because people right. have a... They see the logo. Yeah, yeah. Have you reached out to the, to the four stations in town? No. I mean... Have you considered it? Um, I'm afraid to because if I'm afraid to go ah, to the legal teams might say. Well, here, here's here's why. Because if you're, let's say you're the station down the block, okay, 
you may not have an issue with it, but then if you if you go ask permission by the New York corporate lawyers, they're not going to pay the, the fee for two hours, sit in a room and debate about this. Right mm-hmm. now, if Channel Four, Channel Five, Channel Nine, if they want someone to be their full time archivist, well, I'm available to do that. Mm-hmm. Right, but um, that's a different conversation. Sure, of I, course, of course. It, once once you start, I, I, I'm I'm prepared to if I get challenged on it legally, I'm prepared to talk about that and for that conversation. But I'm not prepared yet to open myself up to more trouble than I have. Yeah, right. Need that. Do you do you feel like it would be different with like Hubbard because they're locally owned and that I, I they they might see some value in it? I think it would be, and they do have a good archivist at, at Hubbard. Um, again, you know what my vision might be different than what what Hubbard or his children might have a different vision too. Right, mm-hmm. right. And he's someone I do want to talk to at some point and sit down with him and explain to him. You 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 generously gave your archive to the History Center fifteen years ago. How much of that is available to the public right now? It's not. Right. Uh, it, it is. If you go and fill out a form and pay two hundred dollars, you can get a watch a three minute piece of film. I don't want to do the TC Media now. With TC Media now, if you want to pull up what happened on May six, you can. I, unfortunately, I had no tornado footage. I actually got a lot of inquiries about that, but you can watch the newscast that it had. On, mm-hmm. It was on Channel Four thirty years ago on my website, and watch it in the most raw version to emulate the same TV experience someone had 30 years ago. I keep all the commercials. Occasionally, if I see something really out of line, I cut it out. Sure. But I try sure. to cut out as little as possible. You, and it, it, is this just television, or are you including the radio as well? There's a really good website called radiotapes.com. Yep. And years ago, I thought that I would do both TV and radio, but I, I, I've specialized in doing TV. If I try to do radio, too, which actually... Sometimes radio tapes are easier to digitize because you can actually do it in high speed. Sure. And um, but I just figured I'll never accomplish everything in life mm-hmm. if I do radio and TV. <laughs> I stick with TV. I so stick with just local. You 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 must have the most amazing setup at home, or it must look like the biggest amount of chaos. You, you what you the have is probably true. Film projectors, <laughs> and you must have quarter inch tapes and one inch decks, well, and you must DVC Pro. What I mean, what do you have at home? I want to make sure that people think that when they give me. They're, they're, they're not entering a chaos um, vortex. So I actually do tell people <laughs> how fast do you want these back because I have so many different collections now, and the collections get so big that um, I usually take the oldest pieces first. So at home, I probably have five three-quarter inch machines right now, which two of them work fairly. Um, right, I put a right. lot of hours on them. I've actually, been, I've actually been trying to find people in town. No one repairs these machines anymore. Yeah. No one sells them. Yep. And to sell, I either get them for free or they want $1,000 for them. <laughs> So somebody knows something. Yeah, well, hey, yeah. years ago there was a there was a, you know schools, hospitals, university. They were getting they didn't want the stuff in their back room. So yeah. I of course was with my car taking it um, in alleys and back <laughs> places. So I've probably gone through probably twelve pneumatic machines, three quarter machines in my life. Mm-hmm. I have beta cam machines. I have beta beta max machines, which they're the joke of the world years ago. But now to get a one that's functioning is very expensive. Right. So that's also part of trying to keep the site going is trying to find equipment that works. Um, Two-inch video and one-inch video, that's a challenge right now. I have reels of video, one, you know, one and two-inch reels of video, which um, there's no one in town that knows how to operate the machines. There's about two that I know of. Otherwise, you have to send it out to a place in Tennessee or L.A., mm. and that's really expensive for video. I don't even know what's on it because the labels on tape sometimes don't match what's on the tape. Of course. <laughs> I don't want to send, you know, you know, and I hate, I hate to be so financially driven in this conversation right now, but it's, it's the reality of why I'm doing this fundraiser tonight is um, there's still a lot of video on the table that we can watch and, and we can view. And being able to get access to it is part of getting this digitization, digitization process. I don't know anyone right now that's doing the same thing I am doing. Not locally. Not locally. No, I, there's, yeah. there's other places in the country that are doing it. Um, locally, I am it. I've... Asked other museums in town. I've asked, you know, for partnership, and their their visions aren't exactly what mine are, which is fine. Um, the History Center has a more of um actual artifact vision. You know, we actually had you know fairy dresses or things you can see. I know when they did the toys exhibit, they did the '68 exhibit. It's more look, see, and feel. Right. The video piece has not been part of that. Um, is that open a niche for me? Hopefully. Mm-hmm. What What do you have? I mean, are you able to see film reels? Are you able to digitize those? I, I do. I do outsource those. I do have film. Films are those things where you have to really do it the right way. Right. Um, and I don't have the professional equipment at home to do the film. I do any kind of tape material, whether it be beta, beta SP, three quarter inch VHS. I do that at home, and I do that pretty well. The film piece, I've uh, talked to media or astound. Uh, I've, I've outsourced to them, and 
they've done a decent job of it. And it was really you just fell into it as a as a kid. You would tape other programming, and it was just there. Or, uh, di- or did you come to a point where it's like, oh, I've got these tapes. Came to a point where I had these tapes. I mean, I was a journalism student, and I was uh, that was always my interest. And I've always been interested in old TV, old art, you know, old media. Luckily, the internet came around at a time where, um, hey, you can share this with people. And I thought maybe there's someone out there who might actually enjoy this. I thought I did, and I had mm-hmm. no idea other people actually did enjoy it too. But I posted a few videos out there, but no, seven, eight years ago, longer than that probably. Um, got an email from. I lived in Chicago at the time, actually, and I was still doing Twin Cities Media. Uh, this is where it actually was started in Chicago when I lived there. I had all my <laughs> well, that's tapes. ironic. Yeah, yeah, I had man. my tapes in Minneapolis in with me in Chicago. And I get this email from someone saying, are you putting clips of WCCU on your website? And I thought, well, this is, yeah. well, is going to end pretty quickly. No, it was Jason Russia. He wanted to do a story on it. Right. Uh, so I said, okay, well, yeah, this is what I did. And then he came over. Uh, I had moved back here within six months, actually, and he came to the house and um, that's kind of where that started. So I, I just put on, uh, it was all on YouTube at that point. I right. never even did my own website. And the website was a piece to be able to have control over my content, be able to have, I didn't want people. So here, here's one selfish part. There was a p- person in town who was embedding my video in their website. And I thought this was a lot of hours of work. So that's yeah, why right, I did my right. own, I had my own website. And you'd watermark all the video, right? I did, which people don't like, but, um, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. here's the thing. If someone wants something bad enough, I will give them a copy of it. Right. They can send me an email, give me a copy of it. Um, there was someone in town. Um, I never met him, but he was putting my video on his site. A really bad site, by the way, too. Um, I don't mind saying <laughs> And that. not giving you credit, I'm sure, right? You know, I don't even... No, he wasn't. Um, or at least linking people even to where the video came from. Right, right. So that's where I decided to, you know, do take greater control, which is ironic taking other people's work onto my website, taking control of it. But my justification that is there's a lot of pain and hours that, well, I did find it. (laughs) And there's a lot of pain and hours that video. Yeah. And so it's cease and desist or what did you do for, uh, I just called them. I just, I just blocked the embedding feature in YouTube. And then, yeah, there you go. His site didn't last much longer after that. And I'm sure he's a nice young fellow or I don't know who he is, but his his site didn't last much longer. And what, what kind of cult following do you have now? Do you have people that regularly well, comment I, I, or I definitely to you perk or? up when I see a new post on Facebook. You yeah. know, it's oh yeah, one of it's I, one of my favorite me? pages. Yeah, I love watching that. <laughs> just looking at the style mm-hmm. and in in the fashion and the urgency and the graphics. Yep. I mean, it's pretty amazing. I mean, some of it well, I that, actually think looks better back then <laughs> than, yeah, than well, some of it does now. But also just just the the pieces of history. It's so cool. I was at that tornado thing um, at the Fridley High School yesterday, mm-hmm. and it was just really cool. 850 people showed up for mm-hmm. that, and and so many people are interested in the past, especially in television. I mean, back when that when that happened, mm-hmm. uh, color television had just come out a few years prior to that and stuff. It was Hubbard and stuff. So it's just really cool to look back. Not so much snippets of your own piece of history but just how life was humans and i live in the future so the, the really I, that's I, amazing well here this is this is what um a difference between me and some of my and by the way i i really appreciate people that are interested in pc media now because i wouldn't do it if no one watched sure mm-hmm. uh i put posts on facebook and there are there is a cult following um not very big cult i wouldn't be able to take it very far with uh, <laughs> as a leader but Anytime time you're into something, there's someone that's into it even more than you. Yeah. And if you like a movie, if you like a certain sport activity, you always find someone that likes it even more than you do. And you may think that no one likes TC Media now more than me or Twin Cities Media. No, it's not true. Now, there's those that don't <laughs> do the website, yeah, which yeah. is fine, but I'll post a video up there, and I will post sometimes apparently blatant and inaccurate information because you're looking at videos that's sometimes 30 years old. I'm mm-hmm. looking for... A date, okay, I find, okay, the Vikings played this team, this date, now I can go back and Wikipedia mm-hmm. and find what, that season, okay. If I get a date wrong, my loyal group of followers oh will tell me in about two minutes that, wow, that it's, that's it's wrong. That's great, though. It, it, there's, it, no, they're, they are a great group of people. They do actually do look for tapes, um, a lot yeah. of them, and they do send me tapes. Uh, but, yes, it is, a, it is a very loyal group. I'm hoping to get that old Minneapolis group of 57,000 followers he has. Um, yeah, that's a fantastic page, too. It is a fantastic page. And by yeah. the way, and, and the difference between his page, and by the way, he's a good fan of a friend of mine, um, people can post their own photos onto his page. Right, and it's right. a much different thing than doing video. I'm afraid that you open up that, it's going to be a, uh, be a 
just a cool. meme fest. Jesus, correct, I correct. mean, you yeah, would, <laughs> yeah just people. But I'm really envious of his 57 followers, yeah, yeah. and um, I actually asked him to post about my fundraiser tonight, and I think like five people liked it of 57,000. So that's fine. Um, I get way more likes for videos than I do for hey, support the, support what you're doing. You mm-hmm. know what I'm doing here, and by the way, it's fine. Um, I will do it as long as I can. Have you ever thought to reach out? To, there, there are a couple of um, cable stations that do newscasts. And Tony and I actually started at one that um, they started a newscast in early. Oh, that's you. Um, they started th- their first newscast in the mid '80s, mm-hmm. and they have they have archives that go way mm-hmm. back. And and there are a couple of people there that have been there this whole time that are still there. Um, have you ever thought about reaching out and including them into the? I mean, I know it's they only cover a smaller section of the metro. Mm-hmm. But I, it's still things that people might be interested in. I would, and if there's things that are that are really we'll called dated or really represent a, a period of time, I would mm-hmm. do that. But the challenge that is now is I have so much stuff from the local TV station sure. in town that, that, yeah, I, that, you know, before I get to cable, I I still have things from four or five nine eleven. I get a lot of requests, and I and actually what, where I don't have a lot of content from is from. 29, 23, 41, Channel sure. 2. Sure. That's the, the spots that I don't have a lot of material from. So when I post things from Channel 2 occasionally, um, you know, there's, there's sign-off um, announcements of the day, that gets a lot of uh, feedback. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping to get more stuff from, not even called the fringes, just the UHS UH stations or the stations that was not commercial news uh, to put more video on. So cable is part of the long-range plan. Sure, sure. Right now I have a lot of tape right now that I'm trying to go through. And, of course, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that I'm not actually looking for more tape. If I got some cable news stuff, I would say, well, um, it's going to be about two or three years before I can get to it. You're, I, you're alone in this, right? I have a, a volunteer tape transfer team of one other person now. Um, and you'd be surprised. People don't want to spend much of their free time doing tape as I do. So <laughs> that's uh, – and, and, by the way, and even for me – Certain point is I have to say okay I got to take two days off doing tape so I'll right. go home and I'll just, I'm just gonna you know pop something in the machine hit record and walk away for a bit well then of course I get engaged in it and mm-hmm. uh, I also have a life outside of uh, what I was talking before is living the future um, I don't necessarily think that we should go back to the past I don't necessarily mm-hmm. think that think that the past was better I think we have an idealized version of the past sure watching commercials watching TV news sometimes gives you the, gives you the ideal version but um, what I tell people that frequently comment, oh, how much life was better back then. Well, maybe in some respects, but we wouldn't even be connected Subjective, doing this yeah. doing this conversation right now. Right. I'd, I'd have these tapes in my basement now, and you wouldn't be watching this to opine over it. Right, 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 right. of course. Of course. I can kind of see how you should do oh, two things that came into my head. I always think about the future, and but things that can be done out of stuff. A, you hosting your own show on like PBS mm-hmm. or something to, you know, called TC Media now where you're going and talking about whatever. Well, he does have a radio show. No, I know that, but I'm talking television. I'm talking oh, TV sure. There, of course. Guy. Yeah, because radio's um, not as visual, of course. Yeah. Well, Here we are. Thank God, right? Oh, sorry, that was me. Phone. Um, but then the other thing is, what if you had like a Craigslist mentality where from all over the country and stuff, mm-hmm. and then and people could do that, and then people could type on whatever city they want to go to mm-hmm. and watch archival stuff. That'd be kind of cool. No, it's it, both those ideas are ideas I've thought of. Yeah. And the first idea is something I've actually explored. And, um, I, again, it comes with a piece where need some funding in that because I've, yeah. I've actually approached a couple of different people about that. And um, you get into the technical questions, but what about the rights of the video you're, you're showing? Like, oh, mm-hmm. well, let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's put together a show first and then go to Stanley Hubbard and say, wouldn't mm-hmm. you want your, the glory days of your operation here on TV? Yeah, true. Um, Lost Twin Cities does a great job of that, and yeah. I've actually provided some content to them a couple times. I would love to do, um, you know, either a quarterly or a few episodes a year of a Twin Cities media show mm-hmm. where it's one topic. You take like the tornado, tornadoes of '65. Sure. Well, let's say the tornadoes of '86, and Paul Douglas gets interviewed every single year about that tornado yeah. of '86. And thankfully to Paul, he puts my website in the background because he links right up to my website. Oh, I, get, cool. I get about a thousand yeah. uh, hits from that a year. But that is also an idea. Also, a repository, you know, where people could, you mm-hmm. know, Bread on National, where um, people would actually put in their, you know, put in tapes. Uh, Tom Gavaros, who does radio tapes, and Jay Philpot, who also, um, he's on, on Twin Cities Radio People on Facebook. We've thought about, over the years, doing a Save the Tapes campaign a website. Because um, so many, uh, I, I talked to people in media who, after their third or fourth move, they threw their two boxes away yeah no, bowling for dollars was at one point the most popular yeah. video on my website and i talked to <laughs> one of the one of the hosts of bowling for dollars and he said 
if you would have talked to me a month ago, I would have had two crates no. of, the, of those episodes, oh. and I threw them away because I didn't have a umatic machine. I never thought I'd meet someone like you who actually even wanted these. It's all about timing, isn't it? It really is. Life is. Have you? Have uh, yeah, even speaking of that that uh, tornado in '86? I mean. If you do a show, I mean, you talk about the flip side. I mean, mm-hmm. the the chopper pilot got in a lot of trouble that day mm-hmm. um, for for Carol Evan at right. the time. Um, but I mean, are there are there big moments that you you go through these tapes when you're searching? Mm-hmm. And I mean, are there just nuggets and you're just like, oh my god, that definitely has to live on our site. Absolutely. So, for example, um, you take like the bank fire, which we will talk about tonight at the News of Palooza, um, the the Talming Blizzard '91. I have video. There's several people who taped that all day. Gorbachev coming to Minnesota. Right. Uh, you have the Donaldson's fire too. I'm sure. That's that, yeah. that was what happened. Um, same the, the bank fire. Oh, the bank and, and Donald. That yeah, was the same yeah. time. Yep. Uh, the weather watcher thing. That's the next one down. Is yeah. that when the weather ball came down? The weather ball came down, yeah. and you know where the weather ball went? Um, somebody's garage. Or Someone's backyard close, or something. Close. Right? It went to the state fairgrounds, and that's, they held they held it there, and then at in the year 2000. <laughs> They just threw it away. They no one no one wanted it. Oh, you gotta be kidding me! They they put the the cow billboard out there too. The two cows that that used to live on Golden Valley Road, yeah, yeah. right near St. Margaret Mary uh, Church, um, like where Robbinsdale, Minneapolis, and Golden Valley all meet. It used to be right there. It was weird. Remember when they were when the Excelsior car, um, uh, America Round was like the biggest travesty in the world. They were going to get rid of that. Well, yes. Weatherball didn't have, quite have the same media no. campaign to save the Weatherball. <laughs> and I think say. it just, it, I, I mean, I must have sat there and I remember yeah. reading in, a, in the paper. Oh, by the way, in case you remember where the Weatherball went, it was destroyed today. Oh, oh all right. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's surprising. It's every station surprising. in town besides Hubbard, I've, I've heard about, um, there's two stations in town, and I'm not going to name any names, but <laughs> when corporate ownership took over, one of the first things they did was, this actually happened all over the country. The dumpsters get rolled up to the stations, and the tape archive rooms get demoed. Ooh. Um that's that's. I I don't understand that. First of I all, I don't either. It's yeah. it's like you're throwing away all that history. Doesn't somebody say, "Hey, wait a second. But, but also, I know people that don't care about family photographs, and it's the same. It's the same kind of mentality. It's it's what yeah. it's today. There's people in in media who I've talked to who I don't think they ever watched the tape they saved, and they might have saved four tapes, and that's that's their mentality. The unfortunate thing is, is when when you're leading a station, people that are coming from out of town, New York, and leading stations. And by the way, it's just with due respect, it's just the way the business is. Mm-hmm. Your your level of you know either knowledge history or importance history is not yeah. gonna, not gonna be the same as someone who doesn't. Um, Channel Nine, I know that uh, one of their engineers has been a good friend of our our uh, radio show and and piece of media now. He saved a few things, um, but he said there was probably sixty years of stuff. There was you know, Kennedy assassination film and video uh, at reaction they were tossing away. Wow, that's crazy. Have you? There's some. There's some known and some well unknown nuggets of things that have happened on the air in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Uh, notably, there's one on YouTube where there's a reporter from Channel Five mm-hmm. outside of a police investigation yep. at a home. Yep. Is this on your site? No, you know. <laughs> That one's a little. And, and do you know this one? No, no. And, one's and the yeah. cop. It seems like the cop waits until the reporter is live, and then the cop walks out with a giant box yeah. and probably a four-foot dildo sticking yeah. out. There's a giant oh, purple dildo just yeah. hanging. It's a drug bust, and um, whatever <laughs> they had going on in the house. I, don't, I think that. So the cops obviously know there's a camera yes. right there. I think it was a pretty purposeful TV image there. They, they walked over. Then of course everyone's kind of looking around. Sure. Yeah. They had no <laughs> idea. Wow. Now, now would that make it to your site? I mean, it's kind of it's kind of notorious. You know what? It's a little vulgar, I, but I have so much video right now that I wouldn't need to put that on there because when I'm trying, I'm trying to legitimize my site. Sure. Yeah. I, of course. I wouldn't. There actually, there's a video. Um, I, I found this. This Nancy Nelson came to this film, and I, there's one of the film interviews is her and Bill Cosby from 1974. It. Is pretty funny video. Uh, it's film that I put on video. Sure. And it's very timely right now. But I thought, you know, oh. I'm trying to. I'm. Tr- I find this funny. Everyone oh, will find this funny. Sure. But is was that he flirting with her? Is well, I mean, was, I mean, was it? Did I, it get well, a, inappropriate? No, I asked Nancy. If, 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 he he was just he, he was being. When you hear about Cosby now, you can kind of see what his attitude was. And I wouldn't even say sure. that he was flirting. He was just being kind of a jerk. Um, 
So the the film, while it would be very timely and be very humorous, or now people would laugh if I played it. Well, is that really the direction Baseball. I want to go? Yeah, right I mean, now? and you're you're kind of making a, a political statement there. Yeah, and throwing well, this and guy under the, the bus. Credibility, like you said, right, you're trying exactly. to build up. Yeah. So if I if I things that I do have blooper tapes on on my website, and bloopers are, are fun. People um, love news bloopers. They do. Love they news love bloopers. them. So that I find different. But doing things purposely that are yeah. you know overly, if that. If that Channel Five thing was on, on a compilation of several others, I would probably put it on there. But to put to call that video itself, out in particular, yeah. Yeah. not right now. Probably, yeah, probably not by itself. It wouldn't live by itself. You said you were a journalism student. Mm-hmm. Where'd you go to school? St. Thomas. Okay, so you're a St. Thomas student. Yep. I I have some bad news for those of us in broadcasting in the Twin Cities media uh, that went to Brown Institute. Yeah, yeah. they're closing. I heard. Complete. They're Changing. not taking. No, they're, they're closing. I thought somebody bought them out. No, they were already they, bought out. They changed yeah. their name to Stanford Brown. That's what it was. Sanford. Yeah, Sanford. Sanford, yeah. Sanford yeah. Brown yeah. College. Yeah. I know. Um, God, when I was there, it was Brown Institute. Then it became Brown College. Yep. Then it became something else. Sanford Brown. Um, they're Brown. they're no they're, they're letting the current students there finish out, wow, and they're really? they're accepting no new students immediately. So, so as soon as the all the kids graduate or, or drop out or do whatever or go to St. Thomas or go to St. Thomas, <laughs> um, then they're done. Wow. I mean that place that's pretty sad. That's that's sad. I mean it's how many years? Thirty years? How many? Seventy. Seventy. No. It was really? the forties. Yeah. It was the uh, no. it was it was the uh, Brown something for our uh, oh it was uh, the Brown the Institute of Br- for Brown on the air or something like that. Then it was Brown Institute. For a long time, was, yeah, and then they changed they over. Cut it to a college, right? And then they changed to Sanford Brown College. <laughs> yeah, the demise. Yeah, and it was—I mean, it was—it was just—it was—it's so impressive. Once they started adding culinary school and they started adding, you know, yeah. public safety and all these other things, I was like, oh, what are do they doing here? Do you think they had any choice, though? Do you think Do you think the way the business is, they had any choice to decide to do Probably not, no, especially, I mean, I remember the, 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 the week I graduated, uh, back in uh, <clears throat> 1995, um, they they were they were just bringing in the Scott Studio systems. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was I was cutting everything reel to reel. I was using a razor blade. I was retaping. I was splicing. I was doing all of that. There was almost no computer mm-hmm. system whatsoever. And the week I graduated, all of a sudden here they come, and all of a sudden the kid, the kids are on computers, and the, you could see the wavelengths, and you can do you know you can mm-hmm. edit everything like that. And I'm like, oh boy. It was scary because it was like computers, the internet, nothing was really like, it wasn't yeah. what organized, it is now, yeah. obviously. Um, but but then you notice, you know, you look at the, look at the way the world is, and when stations are automated from six p.m. to six a.m. Um, I was I did a local station radio station two years ago. They want to talk about continuity now, so I went in there, and this was one of the top stations in the country. Okay, I'm walking in there. It was one. It actually looks like this. We had a table with two microphones. They're reading the hourly news hour for every hour between 9 p.m. and 4 a.m. So it's now four o'clock, and in the Twin Cities, it's. I mean, this is this is the, this is why there's not people in in radio right now. Right. Um, automation, and, and yeah. It's yeah, it's automation, and it's just the way the business is going. When you when you can go and and by the way, I mean this with respect to the both people at my table here. When you go out with a phone camera, and all of a sudden you mm-hmm. get your video up on the air, and you become a viral yeah. sensation. You don't need to go. And I, I looked at Brown, too, at one point. After I graduated St. Thomas, I looked at Brown because yeah. I was looking to see, okay, all right, now what am I going to do next? Yeah. I really want to be more you know, more technical. Um, the cost was not cheap. The <laughs> cost was ridiculous. Yeah. And I thought that was probably a big factor in it. For what these people earn when they get out of there, yeah. yes, they help you. They help place you. That was always their big thing. They, they put you well, in your first job. And they, they did. I mean, they put me in my first job. And we're it was at Lamar, Colorado. That's what I would That's, yeah, And I was okay yeah. with it. I said, I'll go anywhere west. Uh, I don't want to go south. I don't want to be in another snowstorm. I don't want to be mm-hmm. in small. T- you know, I had a couple offers from, like, Olivia out in yeah. the middle of Minnesota that, you know, is just brutal in the winter. And I was like, let's go to Colorado. Let's try it. And I did. I loved it. It was my favorite mm-hmm. favorite job, you know, that I did. And, that, I mean, that's that's where Tony and I kind of knocked our heads together. And we one day we were just at work. We were like, "Do you miss radio?" And he, and he was he he was like, "Yeah, absolutely." You know, and I'm like, "Well, let's 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 try to make it work because we know we're not going to get a job in this town of radio. Mm-hmm. It's either run by a computer or you have to be a host and you have to you know it's a it's a corporate entity. So the day job wouldn't allow that, um, and we weren't going to make any money either to make it worth it. So we thought we would do this. We run the show. We can pay ourselves." <laughs> 
Sorry. Millions. Pay ourselves. As many viewers Uh, as we have. Really. I mean, it's we pay a couple of dollars a month to put this thing online, and it lives there, and people can listen to it anytime they want. Locally owned radio is always going to be, locally owned small town radio is always going to survive. I don't know if Brown College needs to be there to provide the the honor town technology. At KLB, we have a very small, dedicated staff. We have two Brown graduates there. Um, and they're they're talking between getting married to having a family or going to North Dakota, and that's it's an important reality of to work in radio or to work in the oil f- business. Well, I mean, to work in work, work in radio, probably you know from the midnight to seven a.m. Then go work in the Bakken oil field. Right. Sure, seven sure. Four. Uh, it's it's unfortunate, but it, it's I think it's one of the very you know signs of the times of just the way the business is going when you can operate a radio station from your home mm-hmm. and some of the big talents right now are doing radio from from their mm-hmm. home yeah you absolutely can't, you can't tell no that it's even at a, at a no. bernard sounds like he's in the in the studio in the morning yeah. and he's not he's like florida yeah. half the time and he's he's a perfect example of someone right now who's trying to do a whole network from a suite in downtown minneapolis and I right was, i did their i did their podcast a weeks ago or i did i just tried to roll them out and do, didn't do tom bernard's but um yeah that's... but same network right mm-hmm uh, my I interned when I was in high school for the Steve Cochran show, <laughs> and Steve, I was talking about going to Brown, and he mm-hmm. turned to me and he's like, "Look, everything you learned for radio, you've already learned here yeah, at this right. internship. Just go make a tape, go into the other side studio, the production studio, start working on a tape, and get your job that way. Mm-hmm. Don't waste your money at Brown." Mm-hmm. Didn't listen to him, and I think that's you know, I'm sure he's like stupid kid, whatever. Yep. And it and it really, I mean, it was. And, and so I got that first job in Lamar. I didn't I didn't mention this part. I was part of one station that had all on air jocks. The other station was automated, mm-hmm. completely automated. And it was like, oh man, I should have seen the writing on the wall then. <laughs> what do you see the future? Where's where's radio and television? I mean, the business model seems to change, but nobody can really find that niche that. Well, works. if you think about it. Um, Radio has been around since you know mm-hmm. before the 1920s, and it's it's survived seven different deaths. Um, it's been you know, AM radio was, was called for dead many times. They it was a you know Charlie Edgar Bergen did a eventual show on radio somehow, and that was mm-hmm. profitable. And then come the 60s, uh, 70s, when FM radio came out, AM radio was going to die, and then talk radio radio revived. And I think that radio is always going to be there. I don't think radio is going to die. Now to what to what part it plays in our media consumption because now we have not only do we have the internet now and not only do we have online newspapers, we have podcasts. Mm-hmm. I have a podcast with mm-hmm. I promote that all the time. Um, you know, my listeners come more from podcasts than they probably do from over the air terrestrial radio KLBB, which is fine by me. Um, and if Dan listens to this, I'm, I'm you know he may not care for that. But that's that's where I think that mm-hmm. a lot of the listeners go where it's an integration between you catch a few minutes of it uh, in the car and then you listen to the podcast mm-hmm. later or a podcast only. Um, I think it's going to survive. Um, it's what the next reinvention of it is. I'm not sure. It's going to be all automated AM, FM radio, same where satellite radio is, and then podcasts would have no no rules, no bounds, and you can you know, once once podcasting can be convenient to people in the car or people on the go. It's mm-hmm. still it's still a little bit yeah. wonky to find a podcast. Yeah. I remember when iPods first came out. I thought, and I bought one. And I should have bought Apple stock the same week. Yeah, and I thought, I thought, because these are, you know, who who besides geeks like me are gonna, you know, figure these out? Well, yeah. now they, you know, they made pod, iPods and iPhones so easy that anyone yeah. can operate one. Once podcasting becomes that easy, mm-hmm. either the stations gonna have to have to co-line with podcasting. Newspapers same way. Newspapers will be around. Um, will be dead trees, maybe not, but Star Tribune and Pioneer Press, those brands will be there. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think that if if radio somehow some some genius out there figures out a way to do like a DVR for radio in your car? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, there there have been times where I'm listening to something and I want to back it up. I'd be like, what did he just say? And I want to you know I want to mm-hmm. back it up. You can do that on your television. Yeah, I think that's I think that's going to be one of the one of the only ways to, for it to survive because TV has more commercials on a half hour program. You have, I, I, I mean, I I rarely watch live TV. Uh, I don't even watch on TV at all. Ironically, I don't watch a lot of live TV, but right. I do watch DVR TV. And you're skipping through four or five minutes yeah. of commercials, which, by the way, now that Brown's going, how will Channel 9 survive now? Because I think half Channel 9's mm-hmm. commercials right. were, Brown, yeah. were Brown College. <laughs> Especially um, in the middle of the afternoon, in, the afternoon, yeah. in between yeah. six yeah. judge shows. Uh, judge shows, and then, you know, we... Maury. The, Maury. Ho- the Hoff Law. We, last year we did the Hoff Law Firm, you know, divorce, bankruptcy. Oh, yeah, that, that's that, it. You that's know, it. The, 
the head head turned with the echo. Yeah. We did that commercial last 1-800 year. One eight hundred. Ask Gary. Yeah. Um, no, I think I think I think you're honest, man. I, I think that um, that's where the technology and integrating phones into the cars better than they do now. I know that you know Audi and Apple have a thing going on. Um, that's how radio will survive. Um, it's going to survive. Just how how we do it. I mean, TV is still a very widely watched medium. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not fifty shares like it was forty years ago, but thousands and thousands of people are watching it every night. Do you think it hurts television, or, or maybe it benefits them? That and and this is how it's always been. They're on at a certain time. You can't get it unless you go to the internet. But mm-hmm. if you're watching television, you can't get news till ten p.m. You can't get news until five p.m. And and I mean, th- there's a sense of comfort there that people know it's going to be there, mm-hmm. but they don't have the control that they have with every other piece of equipment that they're using. I I, I think, and it's just my opinion, who am I? But I think they're using a 1948 business model, mm-hmm. 2015. I don't know about you guys, but my you know when I when I get home from work, I don't get home until best six o'clock. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I'm going to do is pop on local news to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm home, I'll do it. But cable news got it right. Cable news right now, um, which Still is very profitable. They have their their big programs on at seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, if that makes sense of prime time, I don't know. But shifting shifting the time people are, are available to watch TV, that that I think would do it. The newspapers figured out years ago that that you don't need a second edition at five o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps an hour long at nine o'clock. I'm not a programming expert, but also I think sometimes if you look at the morning shows. Do we need four or five hours of news programming in the morning? I, I did a I did a morning show this week and um, oh I saw it you were on there with uh, Kevin Smith from the Twins right uh, I was on there with um, oh yes I was you're right yeah. I was I think Kevin Smith from Quirks nope wrong wrong, wrong. No, <laughs> yeah, that would have been amazing was, yeah, that, that was I there we tried yeah, to get him on the podcast no of no course. it, it uh, <laughs> no I, I was in there and I'm like this is a there is so much content you're giving away right now um, for free do you really are we any more informed I don't think anyone watched me. I saw it. Well, thank Sorry. you, thank yeah. you for that. But usually, when I even when I do when I did a couple of things on ten o'clock news, I would get some texts like, "Hey, saw you in the news." Not a word on the morning news. That's mm-hmm. five hours of programming. Yeah, yeah, that is five hours of programming. What do you do for you know? Because obviously, a big driver is financials. I mean, you've got a mm-hmm. supporter, right? And and that's the big question for anybody. And so, what do you do with your? Do you concentrate on your SEO stuff, or how do you do? You do sponsorships, or how do you market yourself, and how do you get the money to market yourself? Like any else, time is, is an issue with what I do. I do have a full time job, which I work, mm-hmm. um, and also I'm very grateful for that job. And I'm not mm-hmm. taking it. I don't. I don't take that for granted. Um, it's my top priority in order to live and eat and, sure. eat yep. and drive my car. Um, I have five hundred three, so I do look for direct direct sponsorships. I've mm-hmm. looked. I looked at the Minnesota Legacy Grant. They turned me down quickly. I don't think they. I'll be honest. I don't think they understood what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was competing against artists who were doing. Art Nouveau films of black and white people in rooms looking at the ceiling. I don't think that yeah. PC Media now was the same caliber as that. Just different apples to apples. Oranges. Mm-hmm. So to order support this, I do day of giving. Um, this fundraiser tonight will be part of that. But I'm looking at what's the next bigger piece to fund this. I'd rather spend my time managing the media than doing the manual work mm-hmm. of actually digitizing it. I would actually like to either be creating relationships with people that actually have content um, searching for content versus working with three-quarter machines and, and cleaning heads and mm-hmm. doing that. That takes up a lot of the time. There's going to be a Brown Institute kid that... Uh, yeah, you know what? He's going to graduate. He's going to need an internship I, right away. I also think that Brown Institute might have some equipment they might need, want, to, want to be liquidating. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They probably have some wow. in the back room. Well, and the thing that they did, too, just a few years ago is they were so heavy in radio mm-hmm. for, for the, in their broadcasting you know, classes and courses. They flipped that to television. Mm-hmm. And then b- television became a major, major part of the of what they were offering, mm-hmm. and radio was only this much. Mm-hmm. And and you know they they obviously knew the you know the writing was on the wall with the automation, and a lot of stations now can do stuff from other places, and you know even podcasts are taking over. But yeah, you would find um, you're probably going to find quite a bit of video gear over there. You might want to reach out. You know the guys I know there. Um, and by the way, we're kind of ripping on, on Brown, but I want to make sure that you know Mike. Forest and, oh. and Roy Finden. These oh, are these yeah. are these are brilliant men yeah. who taught a and lot. And two of, of my favorite people, absolutely, mine, yeah. and mine my too. Um, and I know those guys very well from the Paddock Museum. And I know those these guys well from having them on my radio show. So, um, great people. Uh, you know, it's it's the fact that the business in the world changes nothing to do with them, and they could they could teach effective radio today. Absolutely, and they teach things you can't. You know, you can't actually teach 
Um, and by the way, the top talent of this town all went to Brown. Right. You yeah, Bernard, yep. John Hines, Terry yep. Train. These guys all went to Brown. Right. So, uh, Rod Rams, it was the you know, U.S. Yeah, Wonder. absolutely. So there's a lot of talent that came from Brown. It's it's just unfortunately right now with the way the world is and the way that you can, you need hands on experience and the way the business mm-hmm. is. It changed. I mean, think of five years ago. I mean, five years ago, yeah. no one had a podcast. Right. No. Yeah. no. Except for, you know, a couple of people in Hollywood who right. had the money to had the money to do right. it. Right. Well, you have a big event tonight. I do. Why don't we just start pimping your stuff now? Could we? Um, yeah, let's go website. Let's go time. radio show. Let's go your show tonight. Uh, just start rattling it off. Heights Theater, 7.30 tonight. News of Palooza 2. The tape strike back. An evening of history and humor. Uh, <laughs> the we, tape strikes the back. The tape strike back. A half-hour video hosted by myself and Jack Stallman. He's a contributor to the Huffington Post and a couple other online articles. He's uh, a good friend of mine. He's going to co-host with me. We will... Uh, host this half hour of video tonight. Uh, one of the video which we talked about, um, and I, it's actually one of the video I'm actually worried about how to go over tonight. We have a whole thing on smoking tonight. Um, smoking was a controversial thing 30 years ago, the fact that you couldn't light up in an airport. Yeah. And I'm worried of the smokers in the audience tonight are going to be offended by, and I actually don't have an angle. I, just, I think it's funny that Northwest Airlines went smoke-free and people thought that, that was the most horrid thing in the world. Of so course, that's the end of the airline. But yeah, well, do you do you have footage of, of anchors actually smoking on oh, the news I, desk? Not on the news desk, but I do have anchors of I do have B roll. Yeah. Where, where they do get lit up. Um, not sorry, they light up, not <laughs> get lit up. <laughs> Believe me, you were correct that yeah, time they, too. Well, it, we we have I, stories I have that upon stories of of the smoking and the drinking that would happen. During during work. Side note, and I, and I will pimp myself again in a moment. But side note, I found there is some tapes that I have um, in the bottom right drawer of my desk. And this is this is. The, well, that was awfully specific. Well, yeah. this is these in are the case tapes. he gets killed. In case they get killed, yeah. these are the tapes that um, they could crush. They could. Oh, this sounds really. <laughs> yeah. You know, in fact, the people actually don't even I like it. There are people not even with us, with us anymore. Um, and, and, but I don't want to. I don't want to. And by the way, it's not like it's some kind of illegal, scandalous thing. Yeah, but yeah. it's just kind of like, eh, women and drinking. It's it's. Party footage. I mean, people people will give right. me video, and not check what's on it, and like, oh, there's there's that oh, person. Oh no! <laughs> no, I, there's I, some notorious there, stories yeah. too for for how news people used to party. Oh, yeah. I don't even think I'm the only one that has this video. Um, <laughs> okay, give, do me this. Give me give me an era. Give me an era. Like sixties. Okay, sixties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing you probably have stuff from every era. I like do. That. I okay. do. Not, not too much. And. You know, again, I, this is not the purpose of my my, my Of site course to do not. That. No, it's but, not to throw anything through the mud. I, but I wasn't going to. Now here's the thing: I, I can't. I, as, a, as a person of history, I can't throw it away, nor do I want to throw it away. So it, it's in the bottom red drawer. And I've told I've told some <laughs> of my other um, contemporaries. You know what? If I'm gone tomorrow, that's where they are. You can go in and you know do what you want them. But no, tonight Heights Theater, seven thirty. It's fifteen dollars, which is pretty good. Pretty good price, I think, to come mm-hmm. on in. Um, and then you can watch a media panel with uh, Stan Turner. Nancy Nelson, oh, wow. Ron Hanberg, uh, Gary Gilson, who used to be the president of the Minnesota News Council, Ron Rosenbaum, uh, T.D. Mischke. So it's going to Brian Lambert. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a, a, that's a hell panel. of a panel there. Is. It is a, a big panel. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a lot of people. Uh, I, I want to do a smaller panel, but I can't I can't turn them down. That's I, a lot yeah. of personalities on I, the same stage. You know, I, I assume when I ask five people that two people will say yes, actually everyone says yes. Oh, so wow. It's, it's going to be a fun tonight group tonight. I will ask some questions. The audience can ask questions. Um, and then, of course, we'll have a donation table, and I'll show some of uh, these videotapes that people have never seen before, these big reels of videotapes. Oh, this cool. Is what we're trying to do here. Very cool. Okay, so now talk about your show on KLBB. Yes, every Saturday afternoon, 1 o'clock, flashback Twin Cities. I do a show um, on Twin Cities Media. Um, I do interviews with people that are either in the you know, media past. Sometimes it's it's media present. You know, I've had Randy Meyer and Tim Blotz and um, Mike Binkley have been on. Um, it's people that maybe you haven't seen in a while. You know, 30 years I've had some people that uh, had not been in media for a while. Maybe had some, um, you know, some eh, endings were controversial or they were they oh, moved sure. on to other places. But, you know, we talk all about that all on Flashback Twin Cities. I play some clips from on this week or on this day in history. I play some clips from that. It's mm-hmm. great. I think it's a great show. Stan Turner does a show right before mine every Saturday at noon. So just Stan at noon. At seven one o'clock, it's podcasted. You can go cool. on to uh, iTunes, or you can go to klbbradio.com and find the past shows. And also, uh, my Facebook is PC Media Now, and the website, of course, pcmedianow.com. And I do tweet. I tweet. Uh, I try to get the attention of Mark Rosen or or someone who's actually on the air now. Like here, here you were thirty years ago. I tweet 
Rosie loves that stuff. Yeah, he does. He, you know, he, he looks he looks really good now compared to back then. It's just depends amazing. on the area you go to, and he's, <laughs> he's actually been on good good fronting CBD now. So, yeah. uh, I know that his friends are a caveman. Give him a hard time about my videos sometimes, and I, <laughs> and I love that. Yeah, you should. You absolutely yeah, should. Yeah, that those guys are plugging. It, yeah. Do you have a favorite era? You know, someone asked me that um, recently, and I, I I don't have a favorite era, but I, I like video that is not commonly found. The reason why I, I kind of stick at 1995 as my cutoff because everything before that, or everything after that, it's pretty widely available. Mm -hmm. um, digital archives and digi digital availability, especially after 2000. Things before 1995, especially in the early 80s, 70s, when no one had VCRs, that's what I like the best because that's stuff that really has not been seen since it aired the first time. Sure. Cool. Well, do you have anything else? There. No, do you? Awesome. No, no. I'm good. I want to. I want to get this up so people can hear it. Yeah, That's big time. <laughs> I want to go tonight. I'm working tonight. But uh, oh, thanks for having me on. By the way, of course. Thank oh, you for yeah, coming on. And great. um, boy, I I just I think I think we covered all the things that you would want to show off. Uh, you got anything you want to? Are you a Blackhawks fan? Oh no, I'm a Wild fan. Um, I it's conflicted because I have a lot of friends in Chicago and I live there. That so it's it's been a, it's been a, <laughs> been a oh I, I know what I was going to ask. I'm sorry. So you you focused hyper focused on on Minnesota media. Mm -hmm. When you travel, I'm sure you've traveled around the country. Mm -hmm. Do you notice glaring differences in the media here? Because we we've always been told that that this this market is very different is. than most of the rest of the country. When, when I go to LA and I go, I go to LA for work a lot, um, I'll, I'll watch, I do. It's, I find I watch local news more there now because I want to see what's going on. It is it is actually complete. Car chase, celebrity news, and Paul Majors is anchoring it. So yeah. that's and I'm, by the way, I'm freaking Paul on my show. It's not been very successful, but um, <laughs> no. I mean, I, I, the Minnesota's Minnesota's tolerance level for I think we'll call it BS or call it for corruption. It's much. It's much less. Um, I know in Chicago, I would watch these things. Uh, you know, these politicians would go up there and, and say things unchecked. Yeah. And you, we, oh, would yeah. we would yeah, never boy. allow them in Minnesota. We would never allow. Politicians to be as corrupt um, as they are in other places. In, in L.A., it's if it isn't enough to watch extra entertainment tonight or TMZ, TMZ, yeah. they do it on the local news too. And you know what? It's that's their model. Um, I don't, I, I don't know. Um, I have friends in L.A., so I don't hope they don't take offense with this. But I, I don't know necessarily know. They're looking for a lot of investigative reporting. You don't yeah. hear a lot of about a lot of um, uh, big exposés coming out of the L.A. market. And I think they know that. And I yeah. think they're okay with that. Yeah, it's really it's strange noise. too. I have a family. Uh, a couple of family members who live in Vegas mm -hmm. and their news is it's tough. It's very hard to watch because it's, it's very crime oriented and it's very uh, casino oriented. Mm -hmm. So it's more about who robbed this casino, who, who, you know, did something wrong on the gaming board and, and the rest was accidents and murders and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just brutal. I feel like, I feel like the media in this town values and understands their viewers mm -hmm. they, 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 don't, they don't talk down as much to the viewer um and maybe that's just me maybe it's just because you know we we have a more intimate view of it but i feel like it's definitely different here than it is most way around the country i think you're right and i think that again it, it just comes from a tolerant tolerance level i don't think that minnesotans would tolerate that um, smarter viewers I, you know i hate to say that because it sounds very pretentious to say that but I, <laughs> I i do think in a sense we're we're better news consumers mm -hmm. i think that well don't I you think, feel i mean minnesota's always ranked at the top of educated Mm -hmm. at, at, really uh, of being educated mm -hmm. uh, don't you feel that that kind of helps you know, no, validate I, that absolutely and I think that that's, we, we're able to put on a better I think we actually could put on better products but I think that we actually put on a, a very good product and I, I do think that I was talking to Dave Nimmer who was my professor at St. Thomas mm -hmm. uh, and he also has a Channel 4 alumni and mm -hmm. he made a point which I agree with he says you know, we have just as good reporting now as we ever did now does it sometimes get lost in some of the other stuff that you see maybe you have you have a little bit of this reporting in, in comparison to 27 minutes of something else mm -hmm. yes maybe uh in the newspaper reporting too he says we're able to do just as good reporting we are doing as good reporting on stories as we ever did it just depends on how clouded and how much more other stuff you're getting in between that and um people that that are younger and i have family and friends that uh are you know, late teens early 20s mostly but uh, they're they're getting all their media from Facebook and Twitter, yeah, unchecked, right? Yeah, well, that's or the Daily Show, and that's and that's the competition <laughs> that that right now that uh, even this market has to compete with. But I, I do think though there's there's hope. I do think though that's not lost. And I do think though that exactly your point. And I've watched video from other other markets um, when I get when I get tapes and stuff, and um, it, it's. 
far and away, people that have come here thinking this is going to be a spot they're going to work for three years and move on, mm. they've stuck here a lot longer than they thought mm. they would because it is a good good place to flourish here. Sound, sound just like a potential news director. Yeah, right. Well, you have an have opening. A, you might have a, a future yeah, in, yeah. in journalism as it is. Um, yes. Tom, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, so we much. really appreciate it. And uh, you know, that's Good it. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Cool. This is a presentation of the Student Media Network. So beefy.